You're listening to The Marriage Project Podcast, episode number 16. The Marriage Project is a community organization that exists to educate a future generation while encouraging and inspiring hope for this one through the portrait of God's design for marriage. It is a collective of stories from couples spanning across the nation and globe to share with you the hope they have found in Jesus. This is a one-stop shop to hear how God has impacted each life here and to shine light and shed light on what our part is in his plan. Wow, a lot can change in a month, let me tell you. February, we were all going about our normal everyday lives, same with March, and now we're entering into April, and there are new terms that we never have used before in our lives, such as social distancing, meaning staying six feet apart from one another, COVID-19, the coronavirus, and it's just escalated. So I can only imagine what some of you may be facing. You may have had someone impacted by this disease in your family or someone you know at church or at the workplace. You may have lost a job. I don't know what you're going through, but all I know is God is with you. He sees every single need. He will meet that need. Just trust in him. Pray to him. Call out to him and he's going to hear you like he always has. This is no exception really. It's just a lot. There's just a lot. I understand there's maybe fear and anxiety a lot more than normal and feel he's saying, I'm safe. You are safe with me and you can trust me in this. And there is an end. There is a light at the end of this. And don't miss what I want to talk to you about in this time, in this month. We are going to be on lockdown for another 30 days. He is going to want to say something to you. He is completely cutting out all distractions. So listen for his voice. I know I'm praying that for myself, that I wouldn't get caught up in all the news stories and watching TV and turning off the TV and not getting consumed with social media and all of it. We can just miss entirely what he's wanting to speak in the silence of this month. So I just encourage you with that. And I am so excited to have something to do. (laughs) To be honest, I have been a little stir crazy the last couple weeks. I'm sure you're all feeling it. My heart especially goes out to those of you with children. Um, I can't even imagine just what you're balancing. If you're working from home right now and you have a house full of kids and they're having to do Zoom calls and you're having to do a Zoom call for your work and there's just weird schedules going on and you're juggling it all. My heart goes to you and um, I was, like I said, happy to have something to work on this episode. Um, Kaitia and Darrell Connor are, and as I was re-listening to their story, I felt, wow, this is timely. Um, they work from home, or maybe not always work from home, but they have very unique jobs. They are creative entrepreneurs. They have multiple titles. They have their hand in a lot of different mediums. They host a podcast together called Glowing Through It which I will link. They have YouTube channels. They share encouraging words on both their Instagrams. And I just think this is such a fit for right now. It might not speak to everyone across the board. They both are open about that. They say, hey, we have our story. It's going to resonate with some, not all. Um, But what they can relate to you on is a couple different things. They, A, have very unconventional jobs and 
share it as that is an assignment from the Lord. And maybe this is a season he's calling you to that. Maybe you should press in and just ask how he wants to redirect you, what he wants to do in your life, how he's going to lead you to new ways to be resourceful and generate income. They also talk about the first few years of their marriage not being a walk in the park. And they also save themselves for marriage and emphasize the importance of purity. And in a day where that's not the most popular or something that actually is considered weird or you're made fun of for, they're saying there's actually more people that want to know about it than they let on. Jarrell especially emphasizes that, that sometimes guys get a bad rap for wanting to save themselves for marriage. But it's important that they have one another to lean on and talk to about all of those types of things. And he's one of those people that guys can go to and rely on and put their, I guess, trust in. The Lord has led guys to him and he's been able to mentor them in that. So they do have a very unique story. I think it's such an encouraging word for us all and just a fun little reprieve. We can just tune in and kind of turn off all that's going on around us and be encouraged that you may not know where next month's paycheck is coming from, but God does. God will supply every need, like I said already, and just press into him and put your full trust and faith in him that he is not going to let you go. He's not going to forsake you in this, and I hope you're well. I hope you guys are all well. I will be praying for the listeners, for you all, and I hope you enjoy this testimony behind the matrimony. Hi, I'm Kaitia Lamour. Hello, my name is Jarrell Connor. Beyond introducing yourselves, tell us a little bit about how you guys met or just your testimony, your marriage story. And they're really gifted speakers. I've heard both of you guys. You are. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited for this because I just feel like you guys already talk about marriage and the family and um, just how important it is and your perspective on it. So yeah, just starting there though, um, I think that will be good for everyone to hear how you guys even knew that you were each other's person or the one for each other, how the Lord led you to each other. Yeah, so I can get very (laughs) long-winded in our story, so I'm going to hit like the major points. One thing that that I will never forget Mm. is that when I was 21, Mm. I prayed that the Lord would help me to at least meet my husband by the time I turned 22. Mm. And I don't know if he answers this for everybody, but it did happen for me. And by basically a few days before I turned 22, I met my husband. I'm from Hawaii, and I happened to be on like an art tour with a few of my friends. And he knew one of the other artists that was on the tour. And so he started hanging out and coming to some of the events. And I remember thinking like, he's such a nice guy. I would never do long distance. (laughs) Like, I would never do long distance. So, like, he seemed like he was into me, but I was just like, well, I'm going back to Hawaii. Time to live my life. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) See you never. (laughs) Wait, so you were here? Yeah, so I came out to California for the trip, and then I flew back to Hawaii where I lived. It was, like, yeah, a little more than a week. Okay. So that turned into a friendship, and we just started talking more. He came out to Hawaii, and then we sat down, and we had an unofficial date. We didn't know it was going to be a date, but apparently it was. <laughs> the Lord orchestrated it, mm. and we sat down, and we had a really long conversation. Mm. I was just like, wow, there's definitely something here, mm. so I had to pray about it. Long story short, I asked God mm. for a few clear signs of, is this person the one I'm mm. supposed to marry? Because basically, I stopped dating mm. at 16 years old because mm. I just was 
I wanted to wait for my husband. I didn't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just like catching feelings and <laughs> wasting my time, getting my heart broken, right. I was like, I don't have time for that. So the Lord made it very clear. He confirmed um, the sign that I was asking for, and then we were just like, "All right, so we're headed for marriage then." Oh. So you can tell. The yeah. The end. Oh, I have That's so the many end questions. Of the no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions, but I'm gonna. So you guys have a podcast, and it is a his and her perspective, or his and her telling. So that was the her side. I want to hear your side, Jarrell. My side is. The exact same. <laughs> no, so from from my uh, point of view, I think you're confirming you're mm. the one thing that we get asked a lot. Like, mm. how do we know? Was confirmation? You like, said you a lot of out. people, like in the youth. Do you guys? A lot of young adults will young ask adults. us. Sometimes there's teenagers okay. that are like they're interested. They're they're like believers, but they don't know how to handle mm-hmm. if they should date or court or Got they it. may be struggling within their church system because it's not they don't it's not mm-hmm. communicated to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her story was more about confirmation. My story kind of started more with a list mm-hmm. uh, back when I was probably high school, college age. Uh, I knew that I was saving myself for marriage, mm. but I didn't really know yet how to be, mm. how to prepare for a wife or mm. what to even look for. So over the course of many years in prayer and fasting, mm. um, I, I started to compile a list of, of different things. And one of the things, well, everything on the list, eventually, like Kaitia was everything on it. And I never met anyone who I was interested in that was even close to checking off all the boxes. Oh. But... Bigger than that, I think what I learned was it wasn't that as a man, like you read scriptures about a husband will find a good thing in a wife. So he's finding. So a lot of people like key on the finding. So I was like, how do I find? Hmm. Because she wasn't at the church I went to. She (laughs) She wasn't wasn't at at the the coffee shop. (laughs) She wasn't at the college. Like I'm not going to like a bar, to clubs to try to meet them. Because like, how do I do this Hmm. and be like, righteously seeking Hmm. and for me i learned that it was just doing what you're called to do Hmm. i i met her like she said when a good friend of mine who was from actually from east coast but i knew i knew them from out here Hmm. because they were doing art stuff down here and we had collaborated and being part of like a small christian group of Mm -hmm. artists Mm -hmm. and then when they came back when she was with Tia and they ended up being in LA mm-hmm. I was supporting like Christian artists Got it. so it was like doing what I usually do right. in the calling right and then I met her and I was not expecting it mm-hmm. uh, so so that's kind of how we were introduced and then it was a, a long process of something special about her but she's in Hawaii so that was back in the days of MySpace. So, <laughs> do you remember MySpace? I do. So, yeah. <laughs> so MySpace helped us to stay connected. I okay. Guess. Like she had her her blogs that she had in different posts okay. about talking about her beliefs and different things. So I was like, okay, well, I get to know more about this person that seemed cool, but we didn't really right. get a lot of time together. Right. So were you reading? The things yes, she would write? Yes, absolutely. Every, everyone. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, he was online stalking me and I was <laughs> online stalking him. But that's a, like a legit online stalk. <laughs> that's like your heart, you know, in a blog post. Anyway, okay. So I justified at that point. Yeah. And, and uh, we <laughs> did, since I was, every one of the artists, I was in, it was interesting timing for me, I think, socially and with my friends. I was yes. in a place where a lot of my friends 
weren't the most supportive. They were just around, and a lot of people were kind of Mm self-focused, so I'd support their stuff, but if I had, like, things going on, some might show up or not, Mm -hmm. and it was literally, like, maybe a couple weeks after Mm -hmm. I had a birthday that I invited a bunch of people to that almost everybody Mm -hmm. flaked on, and I was like, what, like... Mm -hmm. Is that normal? <laughs> like, what am I? What are my friends? What is my life? So, um, so that's when the Hawaii group, because they're all from Hawaii. Okay. And it was just a total different vibe. Oh, okay. it was like was, different culture, maybe even in is that, the what, Hawaiian the culture. Is that the spirit of Aloha? I will say, I mean, yeah. Hawaii has a very, very warm, like the people have a very, very warm nature. Yeah. So yes, I would say my group of friends did have that. Mm. So it was completely different because even for me coming from Hawaii and coming here, I was just like, man, it is hard to make friends, like Mm -hmm. genuine people um, who are interested in the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I even feel like that had to be God, Mm. a friend from college inviting me to these art events. And I was like, what Mm. do I have? Like, why would I care about paintings and drawings? I didn't, I didn't really (laughs) care about that. And then I started going and I was like, these people are just so cool and they're so Mm. nice and then I ended up getting invited Mm. on the tour like as a videographer because I was in school for that Mm -hmm. so both of us happening to be there Mm. at the same time basically was a miracle Mm -hmm. and oh and one thing I will say to add to this because I I love this too is when I first landed in LA Mm. I had never been here before Mm. before that first trip I remember the Holy Spirit told me this is home and I was Mm. just like what like, I wow. never thought about moving to L.A. It really was not a hope or a dream of mine. Mm. And then I just felt like well, this is home. And I was just like, well, I don't know how to get there. But <laughs> what I guess that being married to mm. someone who's from out here made my transition a lot easier than most people who just wing it and come out by wow. themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Wow. That's really crazy. So wait, Jarrell, you said you were saving yourself for marriage. That's very unconventional for men. For a dude, Yeah. Where, That's what where, I hear. That's what I, hear. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like the Bachelor Nation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. popular on TV. There's that type of narrative going out that you, you know, have the fantasy sweet week and like all of these things mm-hmm. in culture that... Everything revolves around sex and dating nowadays. Yes. Yes. That and is like overwhelming. Trying people obviously. on, you know, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. But was there something like a conviction that just early on that was something you wanted to commit to yeah absolutely yeah. I we both grew up in Christian homes yeah. so we, we were around church and the yeah. bible from a young age mm-hmm. it was senior year of high school where it became like personal to me mm-hmm. it's like I already had been saved I already right. ex- accepted Christ and everything yeah but that year was like becoming like an adult and like maturing where it's mm-hmm. like I know we believe these things, but I didn't right. know the why to a lot of things. Right. So it's like, if I'm going to believe this, I mm. need to know. Mm. So I need to know, were dinosaurs real? Is creation a thing? <laughs> what is evolution? What does Our it mean to turn, turn the other cheek? And, like all these things where it's like, I know the the quotes, but I don't know what's behind it right. and the reasoning and the justification. So that's when I was like, okay, I looked into everything scripturally. Mm. I started getting kind of introduced into apologetics mm-hmm. and starting to learn like there's reasons it's not like blind mm-hmm. faith like nothing is blind faith mm-hmm. uh, in the bible so for me if it said it then it's the best option mm-hmm. so i'll do it so like saving yourself from marriage is not even a question to me mm-hmm. i know like i don't think i knew any friend like none of my close friends were doing that right but, same here but i was not like i wasn't told 
that it was normal. I was told everything, like the media and television, right. everything said it was like, you're weird. Right. And people talk about Virginia, and anytime someone said that they were, mm. they always are looked at like something's right. wrong with They're like classified as. Like yeah. if you were, like if something was wrong with you, like you wouldn't be a virgin. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or just can't even believe or fathom the idea of that. So I still, today I have like just two days ago, uh, Sometimes people reach out to us that watch us mm-hmm. in our podcast or listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube. And I have like young guys who are believers that are like, well, I'm saving myself too. How'd you do it? Or what? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to figure out like how to date or how yeah. to save and, and all these different things. So they'll ask me and it's always like, I hear it a lot where it's like, I can't mm-hmm. relate to even their people at their church. Like mm-hmm. the youth pastor doesn't understand me or their guys at the church. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the sad part to me because mm-hmm. it's, and I know we exist because I talk to these guys all the time mm. and I'm one of them. <laughs> so it's, it's, I feel like part of it's the media yeah. and the enemy wanting to make it seem so foreign right. that it's almost unattainable mm-hmm. and that it's almost like impossible. And why would you even think that? Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of us out there, but we don't talk about it because right. we, it's meant to be suppressed. Right. So I think the more that we, we get it out there and we understand that it's possible, mm-hmm. that it's not, it's not just attainable, but it's right. good, and yeah. that it's worth the wait, yeah. and all these positive things, then people can kind of see it in the right context. Right. So that, I think that's an important thing that, that a lot of people, especially guys, mm-hmm. don't really know about. Right, yeah. So I'm sure this is jumping way forward because I'm sure there are so many things of how you were led to date and then propose and then all of that. But so part of your marriage story, you said the first few years were a little, how would you describe? No, I don't want to put words in your mouth. It It was was rough. rough. Okay. (laughs) Um, So were there things that you feel, what were some of those things that you guys had to walk through? I guess maybe one or two of them, if you could pinpoint one in your mind, or was it just like, coming together as one, you know, I'm sure there's so many angles you could go at it from. I think for, from my perspective, things that stand out, especially when you're in a long distance relationship, Mm. you fantasize about the moment you get to be together Mm. forever. And it seems like the best day ever. And hardly ever did I really think about I'm leaving everything behind. Literally everything. (laughs) I'm leaving my job, my friends, my family, my church, everything. Your island. My island. <laughs> what island? The island of Oahu. Ooh. I lived in Eva Beach in Oahu. Mm. So leaving that, it was just like, whoa, like what a huge like sh- reality check yeah. when I did move and I was like, wow, I'm here. And Jarell is all I have. So him being all I have, like it made it hard for me to not mm. be jealous of his life because he, he's... We get married, then he's going to work. He has his friends. Life didn't change much. He got an addition of a wife. Mm. Like, that's great. So just like that struggle of like, who am I? What am I? What do I do now? (laughs) And that's how I started getting more into acting because I wasn't pursuing that heavily Mm. in Hawaii, but I felt like that's what I needed to do here. Mm. And then just the... We had never lived on our own before. Mm. Before being married, I lived with my parents. Yeah. He lived with his parents. So we go out. And a lot of people have those naive college years where they're just like, I'm eating ramen and like <laughs> sitting on like boxes because <laughs> I don't have like time. furniture. <laughs> I don't have nice. anything. And then you kind of expect that from like a kid. Um, but then when you're an adult and you're married, it's just kind of like, well, this feels like horrible. Like what's wrong with Gosh, me that I didn't yeah. just like get married and have a white picket fence? 
commitments right mm-hmm. away. And the third thing is just like expecting things because of mm-hmm. my lifestyle before mm-hmm. a marriage. Like I'm like, well, I didn't have sex before marriage. I didn't drink. I didn't cuss. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So I just expected a fairy tale mm-hmm. um, marriage and for everything to work out. And that just didn't mm-hmm. happen for us. And even just like that in and of itself was very hard mm-hmm. for me because I just figured like, was it all like, was it worth it? Got it? Was it worth it to do any of that stuff? And then mm-hmm. I realized over time, like with God, he's like, you're going to go through trials. I never said that oh, you gosh. wouldn't. Yeah. I never said that life was going to be easy. I just said, I'm going to be with you though. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to help you. So us having a deeper relationship um, with God, even through our marriage, like though it was necessary, I think for us, it was just hard with all those things thrown in the mix. So for a good three to five years, I think we were just kind of scrambling (laughs) and trying to like figure things out. No, I can see that. And then you guys did mention that adulting part was a lot of what the struggles came from. Just... Yeah, because you're just like, now I have rent. Now I need to buy furniture. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, and we're, oh, yeah. and we were trying to buy a house. Like, oh, gosh, And yeah. then everything just fell apart. It just yeah. felt like everything we were trying mm-hmm. to do literally fell apart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's just not fair. And, you know, people make this look so easy. It's right. like, I just have this and I have that. And then, like, right, the groceries are there. The yeah. food, like, the food is there. The furniture's there. Right. And you're just like, but when you have to do all of that by yourself, yeah. It's just like, man, this is huge. Like, this is a lot right, of stuff. Right. And it's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, having a plan and then mm-hmm. things being pulled out from under you. And then it's like, well, what's, what do we do now? <laughs> so, like, having a whole trajectory about buying a place and right. working at a place for a while and then everything changing, like, mm-hmm. a few months after. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it, was, it was hard to recover from that. And I think... Mm-hmm. If we had been married for five years and that happened, then mm-hmm. we would have already been like, okay, we can handle this. But right. it's like Literally thrown months, into a new situation, after, adjusting to everything, and then everything kind of pulled out yep. from under us. He got that. laid off, like, oh, so wow. lost his job that he'd had for years. Like, So it was just like everything, what is that? Everything like, that can go wrong will go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like if, yeah, stuff I felt like that. Stuff. Do you see, though, how, like, those years were, like, pivotal for these years now? Like, was there, like, a strengthening in that? Where are you guys? You know what I think? <laughs> what do you think? I'll tell you what I think. For me, this is something that I've thought about before. Because I will say I had a, a, not even just a hint, but a large portion of pride. Mm-hmm. Because of my life and like what I didn't do, what I did do. It's like, oh, everything is going to work out for mm-hmm. me. I'm just going to hit it big. Like I just really mm-hmm. thought because I did this, this, and this, mm-hmm. it all worked out. And then my advice, if that did work out to other people, would probably just be like, you just you know got to pray more. You got to have more faith. Like you must be doing something wrong right. and you maybe you're not working hard enough. And like I've had, I've seen people who have that mentality of like whatever that worked for them, they write a book about it and mm. then they sell it and then everybody do what I did. Mm. And so for me, it's like, man, if you're not relying on the Lord and stay in tune to his voice, like nothing else matters. Yeah. And like, yeah. I wouldn't trade anything for that Mm -hmm. lesson of like literally nothing else matters Mm -hmm. beside the Lord and what he wants for your life. Yeah. Like being down to nothing. Yes. Wow. So you guys mentioned your jobs of being in the creative industry. Mm -hmm. Um, How has that played into your marriage, but also just seeing God calling you to those like unconventional, I guess, ministry opportunities or how that even like, 
ties you guys together. I think that's so cool that you have that in common that mm-hmm. you guys have you guys ever like overlapped on projects together? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that all happens the all the time. Yeah. So that was one of the things on the list that mm. I had for my wife. I, I, I didn't put like requirements where it's like she has to be an artist, but I felt mm. like it was such a big part of my life for like all of my life. Right. That Being I knew creative. that mm. yeah, I knew that was my calling from a young age. Mm. Uh, so I knew that she at least had to appreciate the arts. So that I knew once we were together and she was creative too and she was doing stuff, that was like almost like a bonus. Mm. But the more we spent time together, the more we actually, we found like what our our grooves were with within our own fields. Mm-hmm. And we, we end up complimenting each other mm. a lot. So if she did something like in front of the camera mm-hmm. and understands how to set up cameras and lighting and stuff, then I can support on projects where... I can shoot stuff mm, or right. if she produces music and I'm doing an animation or she does voiceover and I could put that to the animated right. project that I'm doing. And it it really, cool. the collaboration mm-hmm. was something that was definitely a blessing mm-hmm. and God had, I could see that he saw beyond, oh, you guys will get along and you mm-hmm. get married. Mm-hmm. You guys are attracted to each other. You'll be right, married. It's right. like you guys are going to build something greater mm-hmm. and you'll see like eventually what it will be. And it's learning to be resourceful because mm-hmm. we didn't necessarily, I can't really think of a time that we've just had like a, is it a handout where it's just like, oh, somebody's like, oh, yeah. come along and mm-hmm. do this. I can't really think of a time where it's like, oh, I had a so-and-so and they hired me. Now I work at a studio or mm-hmm. like this and that. It's It seems like the trend in our life is mm-hmm. being the, the fire starters, being the forerunners, being the pioneers of things, which can be very frustrating, mm-hmm. stressful, mm-hmm. isolating. <laughs> yeah. However... Um, I feel like I fought that for a long time. Like, what's wrong with us that, you know, this doesn't happen or that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. This thing that was promised, like all of a sudden it goes away. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord is just like, no, I need you to start a new thing. Mm -hmm. And I think with doing that, it's like, okay, you're going to do YouTube channel. Well, I have a camera Mm -hmm. and I have a computer. Mm -hmm. Well, I have everything (laughs) I need. I could be like, well, I don't have (laughs) $15,000 to put into a new microphone, a new lens, or I don't have this and that to start a podcast, or Mm -hmm. I don't have this and that to write a book. But us being able to help each other and be resourceful with what we have, mm-hmm. it really does help you to be more mature, mm-hmm. more responsible, and a better steward of the things that he gives you because yeah. you're not just relying, literally not relying on anybody. Yeah. But fortunately, we do have so much support from mm-hmm. our family. And if we didn't have that, I don't know how mm-hmm. we would do it because they it's like they fill in the gaps and they see a need and they pray for us and they give us encouragement so we don't feel like we're just these you know stupid people like trying to do some weird stuff they're just like we get it we don't always understand it we support you do you need help maybe here's some advice and stuff but That's funny. through all of it though they've always been like no we believe in you and you are talented right and that makes such a huge difference for us mm-hmm. um, in our relationship mm-hmm. and just in our careers and, and our ministries which Basically, our career and ministries have kind of become one um, because everything that we do glorifies the Lord. Yeah. What are some of your titles? I know you do graphic design, right? Is that right, Daryl? Graphic design is something I have done. Oh, okay. Uh, My title is broad. So graphic artist could be I'm an illustrator, animator. Um, I do books, like I publish books. Writing and artwork, okay. like illustrated novels, graphic novels, comic books. Got it. Um, so it's a little bit, anything visual arts, it pretty much, I've had like a hand okay. in that. Yeah, and I would say for me, if I had to have like a specific title, mm-hmm. this is not like, 
I don't know if you'd put this on a resume, but something the Lord told me is like, you're a storyteller. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, how do these things, I do music, I do photography, mm-hmm. videos, writing, poetry, mm-hmm. all of that. And he's like, because you're a storyteller and you're telling different stories through different mm-hmm. mediums. Mm-hmm. So that's how I see my creative outlet is mm-hmm. just like telling different stories. I mean, I can relate to that because it's something, I don't know, if, is it like your guys' main, are you like freelancing too, right? It's like um, yeah, not always. our own companies to right. It's very entrepreneurial. Yeah. yeah, and it's not always guaranteed of like where the next paycheck's coming from or like your clients are that or mm-hmm. the Or the investments, and yeah. The investments, yeah, you have to totally lean on faith in that industry. So that's just, mm-hmm. that's a testimony. In itself. In itself. Yeah, that's so cool, though, that you guys, like, have followed that call and that God's just... And he's faithful, though. We, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys have seen that. Like, you might think, oh, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do six months out from now. Does it yeah. get to that point? <laughs> I feel like we just never know what's next. Like, he yeah. always provides for us, and mm-hmm. that's not really the thing for me. It's just more mm-hmm. like, what's next? Like, you just never really know. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know I was writing a book. I didn't know I was doing this. I didn't know I was making a song. <laughs> okay, you're just doing it. Right. And just trusting that he's got a greater plan for that mm-hmm. down the line for it to all come mm-hmm. together and make sense one day. Right. But yeah, I'd say just leaning leaning on him and even just like how everything seems to be very centered around family, our family relationships, mm-hmm. like extended family, but even just us as parents, yeah. homeschooling a five-year-old. Never in my life did I ever think I was going to be a homeschooling mom, mm. but it was once my daughter was born and the Lord was just like, you're going to homeschool her. And I was just like, why? <laughs> like I wanted to work and she could be in school. Like it could be great. I did it when I was a kid, but the more, yeah. I mean, I've had five years <laughs> to think about it and it just makes sense for us and mm. where God is, mm. is calling us mm. and what he's calling us to do. So it's more just like, once you just accept it, like, okay, I accept that this is the reason reality for our life mm-hmm. then you're just like okay let me look at all the pros and yeah. it's like wow this is actually pretty cool I'm glad yeah, yeah. I love this idea yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. which is can be a burden if you look at it the wrong way but right. also it's kind of just like wow like what a wonderful opportunity like people pray for this people want this people right. would like love to have this but I definitely feel like it has to be an assignment from God because mm-hmm. I would say if anybody's looking to be an entrepreneur to work for themselves to work with their yeah. spouse that is all on God. (laughs) Like literally like you, you can try to make that happen if you want to, Mm -hmm. but God has an ultimate design for your life. And I, it really bothers me when people say, Mm -hmm. Oh, as a Christian, your only responsibility is to get saved. And like, Mm -hmm. you're done. Wait Mm -hmm. to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, no, Mm -hmm. he cares about your wife. Well, your spouse, your kids, he cares about your job. He cares about your ministry. He cares about your friends and your family. Like, man, if you can just surrender all of that to him you'll just see like how little you know in the grand scheme of things and then you're just like wow this is amazing to be a part of this story Mm. like it's it's a privilege and that's the thing whenever people come to me for advice I can tell them my point of view but Mm. I'm I always make it clear that it's like this isn't for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever the path story. that I have, I can give you pointers because of what I've been through. Right. Uh, but definitely, it, it, even like when people would come to me when I used to do freelance work, mm. like exclusively, it was very much like, well, it's not for everybody. Yeah. You have to be self motivated. You have to like be on yourself for hours. You have to go out and get clients. You have to do this and do this and right. this. And some people would just prefer to like I want to go and punch a card and go in and mm-hmm. just do my job and, and that's then leave. Yep. Yeah. So that's fine for some people. For us, uh, 
we're called specifically to do this. And even yeah. like I always remember a stigma about don't work with family mm-hmm. and that whole thing. And it's some people, some families maybe can't work together, yeah. and that might not be a good idea for us. Like it, it fit, but it was still a learning process. Mm-hmm. And and, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was what I always tell people when you get married for the first time. Communication is such a huge thing, and I've heard that and respect, but it's not something that is known until you get into it so I really didn't know what it meant to communicate well with her Mm -hmm. or how she communicated with me it it was a learning thing because we came from different families right families communicate differently totally and the same thing when we worked together it was oh when I do this it means this but you took it as this Mm -hmm. and when you said this you meant this Mm -hmm. and I needed to help you do this better and and it's just like a whole dynamic uh if I work at this pace and someone else it's coming together and understanding and I think it's it's really a microcosm of a marriage when mm. you collaborate on a project because mm. it's you're you're working towards the same goal, mm-hmm. you're coming together as one, and you fulfill that goal and you have a great relationship mm. and communication. You need the great relationship mm-hmm. and communication right. for it to work well, mm-hmm. and that's something that we learn just like with marriage how to yeah. go through that better. And I even saw this on a a YouTuber that I follow, she recently, um, her husband quit his job to work full time for her YouTube channel. And she said, as they were talking to friends and family, like, yeah, like, would this be a good idea? The first question they were saying was like, well, how's your marriage? Like, how's your relationship? Cause like, this could be great or this could be terrible. <laughs> so like, if your relationship is on point, that's the only way that it is going to work out. Otherwise, keep your day job <laughs> so through that did you guys have like those moments because you said the first three to five years were difficult but then were you also simultaneously working together or was that part of God's plan in that do you think there were things that he put you in together strategically to like mm-hmm. help you work through some of the marriage yeah things? we didn't really I don't remember working together for the Earlier first few on. years because you were doing well we, going we kind of did so in our in our projects. careers okay like so he was working doing his career. My career was on set. I was on set all the time. I'm doing acting projects and stuff, but there was like a ministry that we're both a part of and there would be different events that we'd have to throw. So we still had to work together, but I don't think that my communication was very nice all the time. And like Jarrell said, we had to learn each other's communication styles Mm -hmm. and how to respect each other. But I feel like the real test was once I had my daughter Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, I'm homeschooling her, right. I'm breastfeeding her, like, so this is it. Right. Like, so I was just praying and like, well, no, what do I do? <laughs> like, right. I'm at home all day. So then it started off with blogging. Then it got into YouTube. And once I needed help, I would ask him, but I would just be so on edge because I was so overwhelmed mm-hmm. and stressed about it. So we had to literally just sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, when we have shoot days, this is how it needs to go. This is what I need from you. Mm-hmm. This is what you need from me. And let's always lead with respect. If I wouldn't talk mm-hmm. to some other person like this, I won't talk to you like that. <laughs> and that was mostly for me because I had an attitude and I would just be angry just having to make content at all. And now it's more <laughs> enjoyable. Like we want to do this and we love to do this. But now, I mean, this is 10 years right. you know, after marriage. It took right. a while to get to that point. Got it. And now you guys have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> which I want to get to. Which but. seems like the goal for, like, it's, it seems like it's, like, do you remember, I remember, like, right before moving out to California, I think it was, like, 2009, 
podcasts were like the thing. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was listening to a podcast. And then I didn't really hear about them a lot. And yeah. it seemed like within the past two to three yeah. years, everybody has, has a podcast one. now. <laughs> it's and I was just blog. like, I don't know if I'll ever do one. People would ask me about it. And I'm just like, if the Lord tells me to, I will. Other yeah. than that, whatever. And then he's like, you're going to do one. And I was like, okay, okay. A podcast it is. Sure. So this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Let's learn that whole new medium, right? <laughs> Seriously. There's little things about everything mm-hmm. they have to learn about. But so you guys talking about the media, the media has a lot to say about family and how it's portrayed in the media. You see a variation of, or different, different definitions now, but, um, I love what you've written, um, Kaitia on your Instagram, your captions of how God created marriage and Mm -hmm. family to be something that you can run to for refuge and not something you need to escape from. Mm -hmm. So can you expound upon that thought or just what in general about the family have you guys, I guess, learned from God's heart as, as you've formed your own? and To be grateful and to be submissive. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that helped me in my marriage, honestly, mm-hmm. was recommitting my relationship to God. Because mm-hmm. if you have a healthy understanding of respecting a higher power, um, someone that you love greatly, like I love Jesus, I, I love God, I want to obey, not just because I don't want to go to hell, but literally because he's so great. Mm-hmm. And so having that gratitude and not just like, oh, we have a power struggle of like, who's in charge. And in the media, like you said, it's always like the stupid husband and the powerful wife. And mm-hmm. like, if you want to do it, you know, better get a woman to do it. Cause <laughs> you know, guys are useless. And I see this even on social media where it's like, Oh, my husband is like my fifth child. He can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. And then you have the men saying, Oh, the old ball and chain, mm-hmm. like prepare to never be happy again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, like the picture that's painted about marriage, I wouldn't want to get married right. if I believe that. Right. But through understanding each other and understanding just the journey we're on and just what a privilege. It's like, it's such a privilege to start a family. Like it really is because not everybody has that. And I get this question so many times and that even helps me to be more appreciative Mm. um, because people will say like, I'm 45 and never been married and I'm so desperate. I'm so lonely. Or like, oh, everybody, like you said before, guys won't even date you if you don't sleep with them. Like, I have to. Like, if I'm going to be in a relationship, how do I not? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, girl, you only need one. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure <laughs> the Lord will send you someone if you really trust him. Mm-hmm. So I think just having the gratitude um, first, mm-hmm. just having your relationship with God in check, mm-hmm. that will help with every single other relationship that you do have. And that's what makes our marriage like a safe haven for me. Like I feel safe. I I know I can trust him Mm -hmm. and I can, you know, run to that. Mm -hmm. If things get overwhelming or we're trying to figure things out, I never have to feel like now I'm trapped. I'm trapped in this and I can't get out. Mm -hmm. Like that's got to be a very horrifying situation to be in if Mm -hmm. you feel like that in your relationship. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Just to echo on a couple of those points, I think for me, a big part of being alive is mm-hmm. relationship. Like God mm-hmm. didn't have to make mankind in a way where we had to relate with each other. Mm-hmm. So relationships are valuable. Cause I mean, people can get saved and then you just die and go to heaven. Right. But no, is after that you have relationships yeah. and you right. have like ways that God wants you to be closer to people mm-hmm. and to in- interact and yeah. fellowship. So for me, obviously relationship vertical with God Mm. is first and everything kind of comes out of that relationship to family Mm. then with like friends coworkers, everything kind of ripples out 
uh, one of the things, because people ask me a lot, and this goes back to kind of the how do you know that she mm-hmm. was the one, and how do you find a wife mm-hmm. question. And, and I saw it on a chart before, and then I did a video where I explained it. I drew a diagram, mm-hmm. and it kind of explains how <laughs> how how you meet. Like, it's a kind of a, a simple way to kind of dumb it down. Like, mm-hmm. for me, being where you're supposed to be in your calling, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to be exposed to the people that God's bringing into your life. Okay. So if you have, like, a circle... And the circle, the there's the line on the outer circle is mm-hmm. basically uh, where you are, and then it's whoever else. If it's like mm-hmm. a future spouse, or it could be relationships, but I mm-hmm. use the example as a, a spouse. And in the center is a dot that's God. Mm-hmm. If you're always seeking God and the relationship with Him, mm-hmm. and both of you are doing that, then you're both headed towards the center, and that's where you'll mm-hmm. meet, like at where you're serving God the most. And for me, that's like kind of the microcosm of what we need to do in family, mm-hmm. what we need to do in the church, mm-hmm. and it being like a safe haven, like you talked about, like it, that's with like any kind of family dynamic. That mm-hmm. can be within marriage, that can be within like siblings and different things, that can be within right. a church group. Right. A lot of people leave the church building right mm-hmm. now because they feel hurt and they're not like appreciated. And it's not right. a safe space. It's mm-hmm. not a place where they can get renewed or um, repaired. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... A place where they get condemned mm. or they get just they feel good for the yeah. week and it's not yeah. like a family and and that's why a lot of like bigger churches are, are places that there's not a family kind of feeling right. mm-hmm. there's it doesn't look a lot like what god mm. kind of wants us to do and right. i think Intended. yeah so i see that with like within our marriage and within yeah. the family that's where you that tight group um of fellowshipping in a yeah. way that's helpful and healing and mm-hmm. uh, is so vital uh, to life right. in general. Yeah. Well, and you guys mentioned earlier about the legacy that you can leave and just like breaking like past generational things. If that mm-hmm. hasn't been your story or you never experienced that, that can be something you can like aim toward. That can be a motivation for creating your own family and like changing the storyline from Mm -hmm. like what you might have experienced or not experienced growing up but or even in the church like it should be the portrait of a family Mm -hmm. but not every church is perfect no no church is perfect right (laughs) and so yeah but I like that you mentioned that yeah because I do that in because I do see a lot of people who they feel like they haven't had the best example of parenting marriage anything and it makes them like deathly afraid of it yeah and I remember my uncle asked me one time like are you like does because you came from a divorced parent like does Mm. that make you afraid about divorce and Mm. I was just like no like in a way Mm. I say this respectfully that has nothing to do with me like in the future like has nothing to do with my future and and the choices that I make it's something that happened and it was unfortunate it was hard for all of us but it's like you move forward and you say the like Lord like help me um that things could change yeah. like what do I need to do in order for it to not get to that point yeah. um but yeah I know that that's something that a lot of people deal with and it, and it really is hard and I don't shame anybody no yeah for having gone through that yeah but no it doesn't make me feel like oh well I mean it's it's inevitable you know because mm-hmm. I went through it right like, there's people who had parents married for 50 years and they still get yeah like the kids still get divorced like right. it doesn't really relate yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's so true kind of to wrap up um no we're gonna talk forever <laughs> <laughs> we can I could I could go forever I really could it's fun but okay so um you guys mentioned about serving um him better or just I, I think I read that as well somewhere 
and your I loved all your words. You guys, have, I'm gonna link their stuff. So, Thank but you. anyway, um, so what are some ways that God has used your marriage to serve Him better? I think the coolest thing is just the fact that anybody is ever interested in our relationship. Because mm-hmm. we mentioned this um, before we started recording, where mm-hmm. people would come up to us at church and say, like, "Well, how did you know they were the one? Mm-hmm. How did you know? Like, how do you make it work?" And yeah. and even with our age difference. I was 22 when we met. He was 29. And people okay. were like, seven whole years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, this will never work. And I'm like, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Yeah. But even just have. being able to use our testimony to help other people and just the things that we've learned, which the major thing for me is just like, this is a partner um, for your purpose. And it will not fix you. It will not complete you. It will not be like your wedding day is not the end of your story. It's mm-hmm. just the beginning mm-hmm. of basically the assignment that mm-hmm. God has you on. And I think if you look at it that way, you're not going to get you're not going to fantasize it so much to where you're like this isn't what I signed up for, right. but also you're not going to be terrified of marriage yeah. thinking like oh it's going to be the worst right. and it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> like, no, that's not what it is, but if you don't allow God in to bring the right spouse to you, like it will be the worst mm-hmm. and, and it could be terrible for you. But yeah, you have to let God into it. And I think just sharing that over and over and over and over with people, it seems like they're just like, well, I never really heard that before. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, I'm going to stop dating. Like there was one girl, I thought this was so cool. Mm. She was just like, I never heard, you know, of people saving themselves for marriage or stop dating and waiting for their spouse. Yeah. Four months later, she meets her future spouse. She's married. And I was mm. just like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, cool. And I can't take credit for for it because it's no. like it's not me but I'm just like that's exactly why we do what we do and it's you feel very exposed you feel very vulnerable mm-hmm. but it's just like whatever yeah I'm like <laughs> at the end of the day if it's helping somebody yeah. like don't overshare and be like like that about it but right. share what the Lord needs you to to be vulnerable for him mm-hmm. yeah I mean for me like part of my background is teaching and mentoring mm-hmm. like students mm-hmm. in college and even like high school and for me, like your testimony is the best place that you're most qualified to talk about. And that yeah. could, like in school, it was mostly teaching about the fields of art and entertainment, things that I studied and graduated mm. with degrees in. But personally, my testimony in whatever is mm-hmm. going to be the best way to teach someone else mm-hmm. that's coming up after me. So within marriage the voice that we have mm-hmm. is going to be unique to someone else's marriage that someone else is teaching. So we can speak specifically to people who are going through what we kind of went through. Mm-hmm. So what we share may not resonate with everybody, right. but what we do share mm-hmm. is for the people who have ears to hear it. So right. we can talk about what it's like to save yourself from marriage and the other side of that. Mm-hmm. We can talk about what it's like when you're dealing with a crazy honeymoon phase where you're <laughs> like everything's falling apart mm-hmm. in the what early like to work together what mm-hmm. yeah so we speak on things that, that god has brought us through yeah. and i think and that's almost countless different kinds of things and and i think in any way mm-hmm. that we've experienced something that we've seen the other side of mm-hmm. we can help other people who right. aren't there yet right and we can hopefully give guidance where they can miss some pitfalls and be encouraged in things they may be already doing, but they just don't hear other people talking about it. Yeah, or not being open about it. 
Yeah. yeah. And they probably see you guys as like pillars. Like that's just, it's such a testimony to see not only this strong marriage, you know, and you guys, you said 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that alone. But then on top of it, that you guys both waited till, till marriage mm-hmm. to come together and like be one. And that, yeah, that's just not something you see every day. Mm-hmm. So there's no yeah. shock to me that God uses the two of you the way he does in your ministry or in your church yeah thank you everywhere i'm sure (laughs) and in your your daughter's life that's so cool that that's gonna be something you guys get to like share with her that's like normal for her yeah it's just like wow normal for her how cool is that (laughs) yeah that's just life to her like it's not even like a huge deal like that's just what all she knows right and at the end of it it just gives god all the glory Mm -hmm. because you're saying none of it's you like yeah it's him leading you his grace through all of those moments. So thank you guys so much. If there's anything else just on your heart to share, otherwise I will link their information and the YouTube channels. Is that still our channel? Yeah. So Singular. we both have YouTube channels. Oh, we both cool. have Instagram websites so I can send you guys all that Yay. stuff. Yeah. You guys are going to want to listen or listen, listen, but also Definitely listen. listen. <laughs> YouTube's listening. Yeah. And now you have, oh, and what is your podcast name? So our podcast is called Glowing Through It, and a little bit of background on that is like it actually came up with my daughter, and I was home doing her homeschooling with her, and I was just like, wow, baby, you're blowing through your homework. Like, this is so good. And she's like, I'm glowing through it? Like, what does that mean? And I had never heard those words together before, and I was like, that's a cool show idea, <laughs> a book idea, like glowing through it. And then not even a week later, the Lord put it on my heart to start a podcast, mm-hmm. and then the name is Glowing Through It, and it's basically being a light, which God calls us to be, and no matter the storms and the trials and what's happening in the culture, like, are you going to be a witness, and are you going to continue to glow through it instead of just going through it? Mm-hmm. So that's our little pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's me and my husband. We both talk about it. <laughs> uh, thank you for... For interviewing us, our conversation. Be sure to follow on Instagram at the Marriage Project Co. or check out the website www.themarriageproject.co to see all the photos that accompany each testimony behind each matrimony. And be sure to subscribe for the community newsletter to get each episode sent directly to your inbox.